Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we are studying the Word of God. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 128. We're looking at John chapter 9, verses 18 through 23. We're still in the story of the healing of the blind man. The blind man was healed back in verses 1 through 7. Then we looked in verses 8 through 12, dealing with his neighbors and the people who knew him as a beggar, where they're amazed at what has happened. Then last time we looked in verses 13 to 17, the the people brought him to the Pharisees. Well, we're still in the section here where the religious leaders are looking into this. Let's read the passage, John 9, verses 18 through 23. The Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight, until they summoned the parents of the one who had received his sight. They asked him, Is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? We know this is our son, and that he was born blind, his parents answered, but we don't know how he now sees, and we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he's of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews, since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as the Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. This is why his parents said, He's of age. Ask him. Well, the people were quite impressed with this amazing healing of a blind man. The blind just don't get healed. So this is amazing. And so they brought the man to the religious leaders. Now, it referred to them as the Pharisees back in verse 13. Well, now in verse 18, John shifts and refers to them as the Jews. And when John uses the term the Jews, he's generally speaking of the religious leaders, those who led the Jewish society. Are these the same people that were the Pharisees uh, back in verse 13, or is it the group grown into Pharisees and Sadducees now, but it's the whole ruling group. Don't really know. And the point is, it's the religious leaders. And they don't believe this. Believe what? That he was really healed. So how do you reconcile? This is what we talked about last time. How do you reconcile the fact that this guy doesn't follow the rules that we think he should be following? So he can't be of God. But yet... The things he does couldn't happen were he not from God. How do we reconcile these two things? Well, one possible solution is to question the miracle itself. Did it really happen? The neighbor said, we're not sure that's the guy that was blind because he's not blind. That was their concern. But these guys, the religious leaders, they're thinking, well, okay, Maybe he really wasn't blind at all. So let's investigate, was there really a miracle? Which seems like maybe a legitimate question, but it's their motivation that's the problem. Did it really happen? So verse 18, the Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight, until they summoned the parents of the one who'd received sight. So they summoned the blind man's parents. Now, we know later there's a lot of fear here because there's threats at play that they know about. And so they are 
walking a tightrope here. They have been summoned. They didn't come along with their son to celebrate and praise God for what has happened, this amazing miracle. They've been summoned by the religious leaders. We know nothing about them and their background, but they're probably not influential people. They're just regular people, and they've had a son who was born blind, and I'm sure they've helped him throughout the years, and he doesn't necessarily support himself completely by begging, but he's their son, and now they've been summoned to the temple area to testify uh, to the religious leaders that they know are negative. What do you do with this? So verse 19, they asked them, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? They are on the hot seat. How do you answer this? Well, they answer very carefully. They answer truthfully, but they're not as bold as the man who was blind. Of course, he's had a pretty life-changing event happen. So they asked him, you know, what do you think? He said, well, he's a prophet, obviously. Uh, he healed my blindness, so of course he's a prophet. The parents, though, they're a little more cautious in their answers. And so the question is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he see? So the first part's easy enough. Is this your son? So verse 20, they say, we know this is our son. The second part, was he born blind? And that he was born blind, his parents answered. So yes, this is our son. Yes, he was born blind. Now everybody knows he can now see. So we verified the miracle actually has happened. But there's a last part of their question in verse 19. How then does he now see? And the answer, verse 21, but we don't know how he now sees. And we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. He will speak for himself. So he's a grown-up. He can speak for himself. We weren't there when he was healed. We don't know what happened. We don't know who did it. We don't know how he did it. We don't know nothing about nothing. All we know, yes, this is our son. Yes, he was blind. But as we can all see right now for ourselves, yes, he can see. Beyond that, we don't know nothing. But John explains it in verse 22. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews, since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as the Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. Now, there's no indication that the parents were confessing Jesus as the Messiah, but I'm sure there's quite a buzz around town now. There's already been a buzz but I'm sure the buzz is on the uptake now. And some people were already saying he is the Messiah. Others are saying he's a prophet. Others are saying he has a demon. Others are saying he's crazy. So there's been all kinds of talk about Jesus. And now that this has happened, I'm sure the talk has gone all the more intense. And the parents probably know what's going on. And they know that the threat is there, that if anybody says he's the Messiah, he'll be banned from the synagogue. And so they're called in to, to testify. Now, maybe they believe, you know, maybe this guy is the Messiah. Their son's saying he's a prophet. But they dare not say that here in front of the religious leaders, lest they be banned from the synagogue, kicked out of the synagogue. And this is 
to be kicked out of the Jewish religion, essentially. Is it permanently or just for a time? Uh, it's not explained, but the, the threat is there. Verse 23, this is why his parents said, he's of age, ask him. So they're so convinced of their rightness, they can't see what God is doing. And one of our first courses of action is, is to deny what God has done. Well, I'm not so sure this guy really was blind. Can't reconcile a miracle worker who breaks the Sabbath. Let's question the miracles altogether and deny what God has done. And then we see them basically bullying people, using their power to get the result that they want. They're not looking for truth. They're just trying to keep things the way they think they should be. We see this today in churches all over the place. People using their power to bully others into doing things their own way. And it comes from anyone who has power so often. I've seen it from, from pastors of, of churches who rule with an iron fist. And anyone who steps out of line uh, even may get kicked out of the church because they dare cross the pastor. I've seen it from groups of, of deacons who bully the pastor into doing their thing way or just any influential person or influential group who will bully others to get their own way. It's, it's just part of our fallen humanity. It shouldn't be this way, particularly in the church, but unfortunately it is. And be careful lest we end up being like these guys. These who are the religious leaders who think they're protecting the ways of God but they are, in fact, working against God. That's a pretty dangerous place to be, to be actually actively working against God. So as we see God at work, well, let's see, is it really God at work? And do so with a lot of humility, a lot of open-mindedness, and with a lot of prayer. Make sure we are grounded in the truth the truth of God's word because what's going on here is they're substituting religion for God and they are becoming the guardians of religion even in opposition to the work of God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through the Gospel of John.